Hello everyone, welcome back to the Box Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Matheson, and you can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson, and I'll be releasing podcasts once a week, every Saturday morning, before the football games, where I'll basically just be breaking down the upcoming opponent and what key stats you might want to know about this opponent. On deck for this week, we've got a preview of Cal. Before hopping on to this episode though, I've got a word from our sponsor, Elm Coffee Roasters. Open in Pioneer Square and SLU for takeout and indoor seating. Order coffee and more at elmcoffeeroasters.com. Now without further ado, here we go. Washington and Cal are very similar in a number of ways. They both love to run the ball and win off of their defense's skills. They also both got off to horrible starts this year. If you're listening to this, then you know all about Husky football, and you know all about their 0-2 start. They also both just got their first wins this past week, as Cal Head started 0-2, losing to Nevada and TCU, before getting their first win this past week against Sacramento State. Cal opened the season against Nevada, losing 22-17. They then followed that up with another disappointing loss to TCU 34-32. Sound familiar? Well, it should, because we all know about UW losing to Montana in Week 1 and then Michigan in Week 2. Of note in all three of Cal's games so far, actually, is that they get off to a very good start. Against Nevada, they were up 14-0 before blowing that and losing 22-17. Against TCU, they were up 19-7 to before blowing that lead. And even against Sacramento State, they were up 35-13 to at one point before almost blowing that lead. Ended up winning 42-30, to I believe the final score was. That's definitely something that everyone should be keeping an eye on. How does Cal start? And if they do get off to one of those hot starts, is UW able to claw their way back into the game? like the teams before have done so, or does UW get down on themselves? Does UW kind of fall apart and just are unable to come back from a deficit? That's something we haven't seen from UW so far in the year. When Montana took the lead against UW, they couldn't come back. Against Michigan, UW fell down early and was unable to get up. As far as Cal's style of play, like I mentioned earlier, They're a very physical team that wants to win the line of scrimmage battle on both sides of the ball. Cal's two main backs are 220 pounds and 235 pounds, making them very difficult to tackle in open field one-on-one, and also gives them the option to run anywhere on the field with them. They can run right up the middle with them, they can run outside zones with these running backs, and the running game for Cal has been successful. The lead back is Damian Moore, who on the year has 237 yards with a 5.8 yards per rush average with five rushing touchdowns. The game plan for Washington will definitely be trying to stop him, as the game plan for Cal will definitely be trying to run him all over this Husky defense. For Washington to be successful, they're going to have to force Cal to throw the ball. That bodes well for this Washington team, as that's their strength on defense. It's their passing defense. They rank fourth in the NCAA in yards allowed per game at only 123 passing yards. Meanwhile, Chase Garber is the Cal QB who, 
is 2-0 against UW having won in 2018 and in 2019 again. He has yet to actually have a good game himself against Washington, never throwing a touchdown pass and never throwing for more than 160 yards against UW. I believe his stat lines are 110 yards in one of the years and 151 yards in the other year against Washington. But of course, each of those years, Cal did end up winning the game. This points towards Cal's strengths coming through. That's Cal's running game, and that's Cal's defense. That's what won them those two games. In 2019, Cal ran for 192 rushing yards, winning the game 20-19 in what everyone would remember as one of the weirdest games with the almost three-hour lightning weather delay. In 2018, it was Cal's defense that helped win him that game, as neither of the offenses were really clicking at all. Both offenses struggled, and Cal's defense just played a bit better, holding Washington to 4 of 13 on third downs. Cal ended up winning that 12 to 10. This weekend, I expect more of the same. A piece of note, though, is that Cal's defense has not performed up to expectations on the year so far, allowing 28.66 points per game. That's really the main reason, in my eyes, why Cal is 1-2 on the year. Their defense has not performed up to expectations or up to the Cal standard from the last few years with Justin Wilcox as their head coach. Their offense, however, is playing very well, putting up over 30 points per game with a great rushing attack and actually a real good passing attack from Chase Garbers, throwing for 309 yards and 288 yards in the past two weeks. Before I get into my score predictions and a few more keys to the game, here is another word from our sponsor, Elm Coffee Roasters. Open since 2015, Elm Coffee Roasters is devoted to high-quality coffee that's easy to brew at home and a joy to drink. At our roastery and cafe in Pioneer Square, Seattle, Elm obsessively roasts small batches of coffee that they source with a focus on sustainable practices that lift up the whole supply chain and protect the future of the coffee plant. Elm's goal is to make a truly exceptional cup of coffee and an experience you look forward to every day. Cafes in Pioneer Square and SLU are open for takeout and dine-in service. Please use code podcast at elmcoffeeroasters.com for 15% off your next coffee order. Now back to the scheduled program, previewing Cal. The key for Washington is going to be finding that rhythm on offense. Against Montana, there was no rhythm. Against Michigan, there was no rhythm. Against Arkansas State, there was rhythm on that offense, and it showed. It was clear. Washington's offense is what it is. It's a run-first pro-style offense that they won't do too many risky plays. They won't do too many electrifying run-pass option plays. They're not going to be running their quarterback as Dylan Morris isn't that mobile of a quarterback. But against Arkansas State, what we saw was that John Donovan can put a few wrinkles into the game plan to kind of spark the offense. Maybe he was playing for his job against Arkansas State and he coached his best game ever, but he showed what he's capable of. He's capable of putting wrinkles into the game plan the opposing team hasn't scouted or hasn't or isn't prepared for. Some of those wrinkles were going for it on fourth down with a bootleg play instead of running the ball up the middle like they did against Michigan. Running wildcat plays, something they hadn't run all year, even though in the past they'd been a staple of this offense. Playing Sean McGrew, 
throwing the deep ball. All those are things that spark this offense this past week against Arkansas State. Finding the spark and getting that rhythm going on offense is going to be the biggest key for Washington. On defense, the key is obvious. Stopping the run. And that requires all 11 guys, not just the front seven, but also the defensive backs being eager to come up and make a play. Defensive backs prevent the big play from happening in both the run game and the pass game. They have two jobs, stopping the run and stopping the pass. If Cal is able to gouge this Husky defense on the ground, like Michigan did, then Washington is going to be in for a very long night. Even though the Arkansas State game was a clear case of an inferior opponent, no disrespect to Arkansas State, it's just they simply weren't as good. They don't have as much talent as Washington. I do think that the momentum that Washington gained from that and the confidence will just be huge for Washington in playing Cal and playing the rest of their Pac-12 schedule and will help lead to Washington beating Cal. Because in the end, Washington is going to win this game, in my opinion, as I see what the offense did against Arkansas State as a good sign. I know it's an inferior opponent, yet the play calling was better. The routes seemed more crisp from the receivers. Dylan Morris seemed more eager to take that deep ball pass. All those add up to this offense clicking for the rest of the year in my eyes. I think the first two weeks were more of the flukes. While this past week against Arkansas State, they won't be putting up 52 points every week, but this Husky offense is capable of putting up 30 points against Pac-12 opponents. What I see with Cal's defense is that they haven't shown up yet this year. And if they don't show up against UW, then Dylan Morris, and more specifically, all four of the UW tailbacks will have a great game. In the end, I would say the final score is going to be 27-17 to with a Washington win. Last week, my bold prediction was Buki having a pick six. Now that didn't happen, but he did have a fumble recovery. And Braylon Trice did have a defensive touchdown, so the defense did score. But for this week, my bold prediction is on the opposite side of the ball on the offense. And it's that Jalen McMillan is going to go for over 150 yards receiving and a touchdown once again. I think he's the real deal. And if he wants to show everyone that, then he's going to have to go out and do what he did against Arkansas State against Pac-12 teams. And I think he's capable of doing that. Now, that is about it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, again, I'm Nathan Matheson. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson. And this has been The Box Seat, which you can also follow on Twitter at Box Seat Podcast. Thank you very much. I'll see you next week breaking down the Oregon State game. Mm-hmm.